millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. favourites to go down what do they know the addicts take all three points on their return to the championship welcome to Cholton Live Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. Coming to you live here on your Sunday evening from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here as we get ready to look back at our opening day win up there at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers. A triumphant return to championship football for the Addicts. Uh, number one is Mr Tom Wallin there in your yellow Brazil shirt. How you doing Tom? Yes, tribute to Trib- the old back heel from Taylor. Yeah, I was going to say tribute to the way we've been playing for, yeah. for the last couple of years. Samba really. football yeah. it was, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah. Brazil 1970, Charlton 2019. Huh. Pretty much the same. And uh, also join us here in the studio, <laughs> rubbing his hands together with excitement, <laughs> is, uh, is Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Living the dream. A bit tired. A long old journey yesterday. But, yeah. Um, I think I made a, a personal best of getting back from a game that didn't like not going out or anything. It just I actually got back from the game at half one in the morning. Fuming. Train delays this train's cancelled it was a long one but it was worth it Nath yeah well if you take the first 20 minutes out of the equation yeah it was um, it was good it was it was a bit surreal really I mean I think well obviously we'll talk more anyway but 
Yeah, that's uh, the idea of the show. Yeah, really, exactly. Yeah. yeah, got ninety minutes yet. <laughs> Started well, wasn't it? Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, no, yeah, no, it was um, it was unexpected because I said on Thursday I thought it would be like a poor draw, but to get three points, mm. absolutely brilliant. Luckily, as we've proven over the years, Nathan is no football expert. Charlton did get the three points there uh, on tonight's show. We will hear the highlights of that game. Nathan and uh, Greg were on the Valley Pass duty. Uh, we're going to hear, of course, from Lee Bayer, the Addicts manager, his full post-match interview. Uh, we also want to hear from you guys as well. Let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. Let us know what you think about the fact that we are the bookies' favourites to go down and, you know, it's a great result yesterday. I can't imagine that changes too much in terms of the thinking so far. Um, do you think the bookies are wrong? Let us know. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, on the emails, you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show as well. Later on in the show, of course, um, we've got an exclusive interview uh, with Ben Hayes from the Charlton Athletic Museum. Um, he, he's telling me I really need to big this up because we put it on near the end. But um, uh, I spoke to Ben because they have got something quite interesting in the museum are putting on uh, coming up on Tuesday evening this week um, on the uh, the boys from the village. The history of Charlton Athletic at war um, is going to be an, e- an interesting evening here. Uh, in Charlton on Tuesday but we'll let uh, Ben tell you a bit more about that later on in the show um, a couple of other things to discuss we'll talk about the future of Anthony Dixon which I think is still up in the air uh, we did touch on it on Tuesday Bayer did speak about it on Thursday sorry Bayer did speak about it yesterday a little bit but he doesn't really say much he still, he still says he doesn't know what's going to happen so there's still that interest from, from Middlesbrough, from Bristol City, which, you know, it hasn't gone away yet by the sounds of it. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But um, first things first, uh, Nathan, as, as you were there, I will, I will start with you. Mm. Um, I mean, the, 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 I was looking at the stats just now. Percentage-wise, um, Blackburn had 62% of the possession. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised it was that low, really, because at, at points in that game, it did feel like it was a lot more. But... You know, if you look at clear-cut chances, other than the goal and perhaps one that Stuart Downing had in the first half, I really can't remember too much. Now, you go you go up north, you stick however many men behind the ball that you need to, you work hard for each other, you remain organised, and you cover each other when you need to, you can come away with three points if you take your chances, and that's what we did. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think Blackburn really were... I was even they passed the ball from you know from defence and midfield quite well, but then they seemed to go down the road of um, either switching it to a diagonal ball over to either flank and cutting in and crossing it in. And to be fair, everything that was thrown at you know uh, Piercy Lockyer, who I thought had a great game by the way, and Naby was dealt with. And I thought they would have tried uh, to be a little bit cuter with with, with and use Bradley Dak. Um, but we seem to just, like you say, really restrict them to hardly any chances. But we let them have the ball deep because they wasn't going to hurt us there. But um, like you say, it's all about taking your chances in this league, and which previous years we've never done. You know, if we if we only have two, we need to take two, especially at this level, to get any points away from home. It's interesting if you look, Tom, at the uh, a lot of the sides that are the favourites to go down. You're looking at us. You're looking at Barnsley. You're looking at Millwall. I imagine I don't know what their what their odds are, but QPR have had a difficult couple of years. They all won yesterday. They all got good results, including us. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, only in terms of Charlton, the lads needed to go out and make a statement yesterday and, and, and Bowie wanted them to prove that they belong in the championship. And you go to a side that is a, a tough nut to crack at home last season. The home the home record wasn't too bad last season. And you go and do a job on them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic start, whatever happens for the rest of this season. Um and to get those three points, like you say, all the other teams have as well. And it remains to be seen. We're going to have to wait, what, 10, 15 games to see what sides are really like. But we wanted to know what we were like at this level. And, and there's our answer. And we all said it on Thursday. This is a team that's not going to give up. This is a team that's not going to get battered and lose three or four nil. 
this is a team that doesn't know when they're beaten um, and they're a team that are high on confidence and, and just have that team spirit and unity that, that can go a long way and like I said on after Friday night's game because that was obviously a really good game on telly that for me the championship's the most interesting league in the whole of uh, the whole of England obviously the Premier League's got its quality but you put someone like Man City up against half of that division you know the outcome straight away but the, the great thing about the championship is you pick any team against any other and you, you can't call it you just can't and to that end I completely understand why we're bookies favourites we seem to be competing with what 8th or ninth in League 1 in terms of budget um, and usually the league table does go by budget so to that extent yes we are and, and rightly so but this is a team that have proved a lot of people wrong already and, and Boya says we're going to surprise teams and, and I think you know yes we, we struggled in patches yesterday but we scored two goals and we beat them and at the end of the day that's all that matters It was a lovely afternoon up there in Blackburn, Lancashire uh, let's have a listen to the highlights your commentators over on Valley Pass were our very own uh, Nathan Muller and Greg Stubley 2019-20 season is underway as Bradley Dack passes back to Lennon. Defending again from Anthony Dick still comes back to Travis. Out to Armstrong again who looked for the crossing opportunity. So diagonal ball into the box here. It beat Jason Pierce. And Abisar hadn't tracked Gallagher who couldn't get anything on it in the end. And luckily for Jonah goes out for a goal kick. Decent looking ball looking for Gallagher. Touches it to the left. And Armstrong forward towards Dickstill. It's come off of Dickstill. Gallagher continues his run. Gallagher ball into the box. It comes away of this is, comes the way of I think that was Downing who couldn't get anything on it he, he might have got a toe Charlton just get it clear in the end it's the best opportunity of the game so far and a, a missed header is done by Mulgrew and well Taylor's on through here can he see Johnny Williams Johnny Williams if he squares it he's going to decide to stand up Lenahan he comes in he's going to have a shot if he's left foot he shoots and it's a good save oh. by good save by Christian Warren he's going to come out for a throw Mulgrew went to head the ball and he's headed it back Lyle Taylor could have squared in Johnny Williams but he's decided to shoot and it's a good save by Christian Williams Bennett tries a little one-two with Stuart Downing but Ben Parrington is away Stuart Downing is on his towel he's not really got anyone apart from, apart from Taylor really up with him he has to come back Brilliant. inside to Jake Forsikaski who has loads of space in his centre of the pitch Johnny Williams with the overlap can he play it outside he can with Anthony can he go on the overlap either he thinks it to the far post Ben Parrington yes! Ben Parrington scores his first legal for Cholin and what a counter attack from Cholin and Ben Parrington scores at Wembley for the equaliser and scored for Cholin for the first goal in the championship what a superb wow. counter attack that is the Ben Parrington starts it I've said to you Nath I think he's getting a little bit further forward I think he's been Charles' best player in this first 40 or 43 minutes superb run on the left hand side he had the pace to beat down and just kept going kept going lovely ball inside to, to Williams Williams was patient he had the overlap of Dick Steele lovely dink ball and it's almost a carbon copy in, in some ways of yeah. how the Wembley goal happened of Parrington attacking the back post Taylor went down in the box he felt he was fouled and there was Parrington just to sort of bundle the ball into the net and Charlton after let's say a slightly difficult start have grown into this game more and after 43 minutes yeah, half backs against the wall drop so far is the ball is won by Lyle Taylor a loose ball by Lenahan and Lyle Taylor's through if he can look up and Georgie Lapsley fills the box he's just on the edge of the box now he tried to play in Johnny Williams but couldn't get in it but Darren Prattley's picked it up now will he have a shot or will he go wide he goes wide to Taylor can he feed down he decides to have a go and he shoots oh, but it's well held by Christian Walton yeah, I don't know if that's the right option from Lyle. No, yeah, and Williams outside. on the overlap, isolated against Bell. A defence you'd have Williams to take him on, but this is where Charlton are going to grow in confidence now. Blackburn are going to have to come out and try and mm. attack a little bit more. And it's up to Charlton to feed off those individual mistakes as they almost did there. 
And there's the half-time whistle with Naby Sarr playing inside to the centre of Lieutenant Pratley, which is again, it's a risky ball. And again, he, Naby Sarr's played it straight in the middle to Andrew Armstrong, who plays it out to his left-hand side, Stuart Dunning. Can he get a shot? If he does it, no, he plays it back. And again, it's cleared from Jake Forsakaski. Naby Sarr's with his hands up. But that's three or four times now. Naby, he's just... He's sloppy on the ball and he needs to snap out of this as yeah. Stuart Downey gets his corner. Floats it in, looking for a free header for Bradley Johnson. And it's crossed into the box and Bradley Johnson heads, which was cleared off the line by Dickstill. But as it came off, the Dickstill's hit the back of Dylan Phillips and it's gone in for a Blackburn equaliser 1 1. Well, it's so unfortunate the manner in which that happened. But there will be question marks of how Bradley Johnson got a free header in the first place. I don't think Joel really that set from the corner. I think they look like players were last minute picking up other players. The header from Johnson, just as a free header for Dickstill to head away. And he's just headed it off the back of Dylan Phillips. The criticism is that maybe Dickstill should just try and head it up in the air. But... Such a gutting goal for Charlton to concede. Lewis Travis plays it back to Amari Bell. He's the only one back. He's, he decides to have a little run. He can have a shot here. And he does. And he's far away. We've let him have a run and a go. Yeah, it's worth an effort. He's starting to play. It's not going to be like last season where you expect no. to win every game. Stick still the throw. Gallagher looking for his first touch since coming on. Dickstill throws into penalty here towards Gallagher. Gallagher's got behind. Gallagher with a shot oh. deflection. And it hits the side netting. It'll be a child corner. But almost with his first touch in the match, Connor Gallagher nearly scores his first chance. Force Kasky to swing this in. Pierce with the flick. Taylor with the flick. It's gone in. Oh, Taylor makes it two for the <laughs> With the corner comes in again against the runner play. Force Kasky towards the back post. It's flicked on by Jason Pierce. And Lyle Taylor with the faintest of flicks makes it chill. 76 minutes Ewood Park and what did we say we said it's about time we put a bit of pressure and it's been all Blackburn this half but we know what we were like at set pieces last year and it looks like we've done, we've done it again knocked down and a little flip from Lyle Taylor with 15 minutes to go and uh, that's a smash and grab for this second half for sure but we'll take it we'll take it for sure but now Bennett so miscue clearance it comes to Morgan Morgan's got Forskowski behind him Morgan bearing down on goal Albie Morgan still flies up for Forskowski oh. saved what an opportunity for Charlton to kill the game and Blackburn will now Phillips Justin gets in contact on Twitter just got to add it to the team they ever give up six added minutes Bowyer was going mental Bowyer was going mental six added minutes and just clears his lines forward Lenhen on the centre circle controls referee looks at his watch and blows for a full time Oh, yeah. Three points on the opening day of the season up at Blackburn Rovers, despite a massive six minutes of additional time. I still can't work out where on earth that came from, but uh, Charlton saw it out fairly comfortably uh, in the end and take the three points. And, you know, with all the talk that we've had before before the season, Nave, to go in and, and, and hold our own in a performance like we did... I mean that's that's huge for us. That, that was a brilliant performance and, and and the perfect tonic really for a you know another difficult summer. Yeah, exactly. I think after we spoke about it already, but the first twenty minutes we were we were well we were off the park with them. They were two steps ahead of us. We couldn't press. We couldn't get near them. And the key is that we stayed in the game. And when you stay in a game and then you can try and you can break like we did and scored, it sets you up. And I think once we had something to hold on to, I think. 
you know, we, we was looking, you know, they still had a lot of ball, which you'd expect, but we were still quite comfortable. And even when we scored the winner, I said to Greg yesterday, I, I felt so comfortable, I never see him scoring. Because all they had was these long balls in the box. And the way Piercy and Lockyer defended yesterday was incredible. So, um, but yeah, it's a great, great performance all round. And, um, but yeah, you need to have that. You need to have that um, that work rate in abundance, which we do. I mean, looking at the goals themselves, the first one is is a good run from from Forster Kasky, wasn't it? And then just laid it to Johnny Williams. And how about that for a creative little dink? Exactly the sort of thing that Johnny Williams is expected to to bring to this side. I remember when he when he first signed, sort of midway through last season, we were sort of saying, "Oh, well, you know, he looks great on the ball, but we're not really quite seeing enough end product yet." But he started the season with an assist here today and and, and a lively performance. When when we are under the cosh away from home like we saw yesterday, and, and and having to defend in numbers. You need your players who can bring the ball out. And, and Williams was one of those that are main outlets for us yesterday. He ran with the ball, um, took the pressure off the defence at times, and, and, and looked to try and create things. Yeah, he was. I think in the first the first half an hour or so, I mean, he was playing just off sort of Lyle Taylor, and he wasn't really getting much of the ball because Travis and Johnson were shielding him quite well. But as he started coming out on coming out wide when obviously we bombed the full, uh, the wing backs on he started getting a bit more space which is where he got the goal from but like like us like you say we was always saying you know is he going to get goals is he going to get assists um and yeah it's great for him um and obviously us to for him to start that way because i mean he's this is i think this is williams level or williams as i said in there <laughs> uh, this is his level i think and um i'm delighted for him because he's going to be a good player for us yeah. this year and ben perrington getting forward two goals in two now for him 53 days apart but this it all counts and uh, you know we saw it again i mean he's playing in the left wing back position in the formation we utilized yesterday rather than the left back position which does give you a little bit more license to go forward perhaps than than you would if you were just playing at left back but we saw it towards the end of last season more and more often he'd bomb forward and arrive late in that penalty area so I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't going to be his only goal this season because two or three times you know we, we're going to see him arriving in that box now yeah I think we've with Ben we know he's a steady Eddie and he'll give you a seven out of ten every week um, and we know Lewis Lewis Page is good at going forward so if you could have a hybrid of the two it'd be great but he has improved from when he first started um, when he first came on loan here and it, it's, it's um yeah, he's he's done it at the back stick for Wembley. He's done it again. So yeah, I can't see him, you know, getting getting more. But yeah, he he played very well yesterday, and um, I don't know how long Page is out for, but he's a definitely good replacement, and he he is improving going forward. So it's all looking good. Yeah, Page was two to three weeks, or three to four weeks, wasn't he? A couple of weeks ago, so. Uh, hopefully he's uh, he's on the mend. Um, the equaliser just the sort of ten minutes into the second half, just shy of um, <laughs> Tom. I mean, Dylan Phillips is luck. He he he, he can't believe because he's a solid goalkeeper, and obviously there was an error at Wembley that she's all very much behind us now. And he's thinking, right, I'm going to go out, I'm going to set my stall out, make some good saves. Which he didn't have to make too many, but he made one or two from long uh, long distance shots that he held on to. There was one from Bradley Dack that he dealt with, and he was playing well. He a couple of great. Um, claims from deep crosses or, or corners into the box as well but I mean there's absolutely nothing he could do or probably even knew about that you know mm. you're standing there minding your own business and all of a sudden the ball's smacking you on the back of the head and going into the roof of your net I mean it looked really funny which is a bonus <laughs> I guess yeah yeah I was uh obviously wasn't there yesterday but was following it and then I see the goal pop up and it says Philip's own goal and I was like oh god because obviously Amos has come in they're supposedly fighting it out for the number one jersey opening day and you're just thinking if he's made some horrible mistake then then that could be it but um then obviously seeing the goal back there was as you say nothing he could do and it, it was funny um in terms of seeing it and and at that point even I was 
At half time, even at 1-0, I was kind of like, right, if we come out of here with a point, I'm more than happy. And then that goal goes in relatively early in the second half. And I was like, ah, OK, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we're not even going to get out of here with a point. Um, but yeah, really frustrating. Um, as I think you've both said, and I think we all said on Thursday, we expect to be quite defensively sound in terms of pretty solid. And from the sounds of things, we were largely yesterday. So to score an own goal and that be the cause of, of going level is is frustrating. Now, the winning goal, of course, um, and we will talk about other aspects of the match, but the, the winning goal, uh, a lovely flick from Lyle Taylor, forced Kasky's corner. Jason Pierce, you'd always fancy him to go and win win a ball in the air in the in the opposition penalty area, but Taylor just peeled away, no man on the post, which which helps, of course, but he was able just to get the, a really deft uh, little flick on it and, and in off the post it goes. And, and it's... Uh, you know, Lyle Taylor is making the step up to the championship now. He's at that point in the career where he's proved himself in the, in in League One and League Two. But when you when you're going up to the championship, I mean, that's a whole another a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? So to get off the mark so early on with a winning goal as well, I mean, that's going to do his confidence a world of good. Not that he's ever lacked it, to be fair. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't think he's, he obviously doesn't lack any. But I think if there was, let's say, uh, I don't know there was like ten games go past and he and he hasn't scored, it might start playing on his mind a bit, maybe because it is a step up. But yeah, it was a great. Um, Great ball in by Jake, to be fair, who's uh, what was his first 90 minutes, wasn't it? So it was good mm-hmm. for him to get that under his belt. Good little flip by Piercy and obviously uh, Lowell improvising as he usually does. And yeah, it was good because obviously on his championship debut and um, hopefully we can get someone in to help him because I don't want the, the burden to rest on all of his shoulders in a, in a division above. So, But yeah, delighted for him. And um, I thought he played well yourself. On his own, he was isolated a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it, when when needed, he did try and hold the ball up and bring others into play. So yeah, I was happy for yeah, that. Cause I, yeah, you could see him getting frustrated. I think maybe in, in, just in the first half, just as the whole team were in the opening sort of stage of that first half, where the whole team were really struggling to get out of our own half. Um, but, but yeah, as, as the game grew, he grew into it as well. And you know, he had a, he had a chance, uh, which we heard in the highlights, not long before we scored the opening goal. Had a, a decent effort just after uh, after the opening goal, and then uh, yeah, a couple of shots in the second half that eventually led to him him scoring the, the the winning goal again now I mean you you go up with 13 minutes left you, you're expecting the kitchen sink to uh, arrive fourth with but it didn't really for me I mean I, we, we bought on Albie Morgan uh, Deji Oshelaja came on for his debut uh, in injury time as well um, and we saw it out pretty comfortably I don't, I don't think there was a real sort of um, you know a scary moment no, there were. I mean, when that's what I mean. When when we went two one up, I was expecting Mowbray to bring on the, uh, Ryan Nyambi, who's a big guy, and get more balls into the box. But he brought on um, James Buck. Was it James Buckley? I think I think it was. It was the, the his first start or really young kid. He's really small, and he. I was thinking it was a bit of an odd decision. I was thinking they were going to go right, like you say, kitchen sink, just lump the balls in the box because we did, we took Nabby off at that stage, so we we didn't have as much height as we did, but we still had fairly tall players in there and um, but yeah like I said it, when we scored that second goal I would felt really comfortable until the six minutes went up but mm. yeah, I couldn't couldn't really see him doing anything yeah. no the six minutes was still I'm still baffled by that it's outrageous <laughs> um, I mean alright you mentioned Naby there I think we, sh- we should bring him up because you know in particular in the first half where we were struggling to get a foot on the ball I think he was I mean he gave away a free kick when we tried to play it out from the back and, and, and got himself booked um, he gave away the ball that led to the goal uh, at the start of the second half, he led to the corner that led to the goal. I mean, again, maybe we're nitpicking here, but he, there was just a couple of times uh, where he looked a little bit nervous on the ball, which again, it isn't something we're really too used to uh, from Naby. And he, he did get hooked for, for for Gallagher as well for for his debut. So, I mean, was that a change of, of tactic from, from Bayer? Or do you think it was because he wasn't 
having the most comfortable afternoon? Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure. I mean, with Nabs, we all know that he's good on the ball. I mean, the diagonals were working fine as usual, yeah. but it was when he was getting the ball in tighter areas, he was taking two, either a touch too many or dallying on the ball, if we can call it that, but which he needs to get out of his system that he's not going to get as much time in, in the championship that he did last year. Um, and maybe it was just a learning curve and it was just an off day. He didn't play really bad or anything it was just the moments that he that he got caught out on led to a goal but um in terms of the 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 sub I'm not too sure because I was thinking if it was um with I didn't know if Deji was going to come on or whatever but you mentioned Gallagher I thought Gallagher would play really well when he came Mm. on and um offered us something different um, did both your switch formation at that time? I'm trying to. I'm tr- I th- I think so because then you would have had Lockie and Piercy, and then that's when Gallagher come out on. Yeah. We went. It looked like we went to more of a, a sort of a like a four five one. Yeah. And then Albie was on the left, and Gallagher was on the right hand side. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Nabby, Like I said, for everyone really, there were a couple of other players. I think like Jake was a. A bit, a bit off it in the first half, but well, I think if, I don't want to go too much, like you say, because it'll be nitpicking. But yeah. it is the first game of the season, and I'm sure they'll all improve once we get it, the minutes. And, and Bayer says it himself. But even when we were playing that free, and like I say that there was one, there was one or two maybe hairy moments in that in that first twenty minutes or so. Mm. There was one cross, wasn't there, that PC missed. And then one of the strikers, I think it might have been there, Gallagher, he yeah. couldn't quite get a good contact on it. And there was another one where it was Armstrong, wasn't it, on the mm. far side. He got beyond uh, Dick Steele, low cross into the middle, and Stuart Downing probably should have scored. Mm. Um, they, they were maybe the one or two of the hairier moments. But other than that, we tended to be dealing with crosses pretty well and mm. defensively. We were staying in the shape. There were a couple of long shots, but there's going to be long shots in every game if you're defending well. That's not something to, to worry too much about. So I think, like, tactically, you know, and both, we know we're not going to have the most the most amount of possession when we go away from home. Probably, probably in pretty much every game this season. That mm. we're in the championship now. We're not in League One. We're not going away to AFC Wimbledon or to, or to Rochdale where we're going to go and dictate the game. We know we're going to have to. We've had to change our style, and I think what we saw yesterday was a style that that we could make work for us. Yeah, I think the the only problem we had in the first half, in my opinion, anyway, is that we had the obviously the three centre-halves and the two wing-backs, but we were more like a, a back five. We didn't really have the wing-backs, and you've got Jake and Prattley, who are quite deep line midfielders. So what you had is you had the five, and then you had the, you know them two, and then you had Lapsley buzzing around. So then as soon as we did win the ball back, the back five were so deep and so far away from the midfield, they had to go to Lyle long or quite direct in the channels, but there was no support, so it was just kept coming back. But yeah, we did deal with a lot of crosses and that's where Blackburn thought they were going to be quite strong with Gallagher in the box but like you say we just dealt with everything so defensively I think we're fine it's just I just think yesterday you could really tell where we were lacking in quality in the midfield and I think that was um, really telling but that's I think every single one of them don't you know put a shift in and can't fault that from Mm. Uh, lovely stuff Uh, I mean Tom uh Nathan mentioned uh, George Lapsley there. It's interesting how his role is is probably even more important this mm. season because, again, because we're not going to be in possession as much. And Prattley did it as well yesterday, uh, although he concentrated mainly on Dak. But someone like Lapsley going away from home where we're not going to be in possession, he can just, like using the phrase that the Nathan, he can just buzz around, can't he? He can really get into people's mm. faces and he's got endless energy in his legs. And, you know, on yesterday's performance and, and going forward, I think he could actually be quite important this season. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what we need. And, 
you go back to someone like Naby, he's one of them at this level, one of them luxury players, really, because you're right, we don't have as much time on the ball, um, and we, you know, we need players that can then can dig in. It's a cliche, but going up north to a team like Blackburn, it's not an easy game. It's going to be a physical game, and I think both me and Naif said we wouldn't have started him yesterday, but. That was the decision that was made. I think he will play at home a little bit more because hopefully we'll try and take it to oppositions more than we will away. But either way, we've said we're we're favourites for relegation. We're going to have tough games. And when you've got battlers in there, people like George, that will just tear around, try and put out fires, just get in the opposition's face, just almost like a little terrier. I think we've described him as that a few times and just basically annoy the opposition in the middle of the park. I think it's such an asset to have and... Yeah, it's a big, big season for him. And I saw him, I think it was today even, on uh, Instagram, just point out that this uh, this time last year was his first ever uh, full game or starting um, up at Sunderland. And now he's playing championship football. So it's a, it's a fast progression for him. But if he can play like he did yesterday, then that bodes well. Now, a man who's at the other end of the experience spectrum, of course, is Darren Prattley. Um, and we, again, we saw, we saw how useful his style of play knowledge experience was towards the end of last season in the playoffs you know think think about how well he played at Wembley and uh, he put in the same performance yesterday now Boya gave him a, a specific instruction to to keep Bradley that quiet and you know because it's funny because we speak to Boya and we'll hear it in a minute on the show he he, he mentioned Prattley on the way home and uh, on, in the interview and on the way home I was thinking I can't really remember Darren Prattley too much. But then I thought, well, if he was marking Dak, and I honestly cannot remember Dak much other than having a long shot, then he's he's clearly done what he was supposed to do. He just kept him quiet, kept the ball ticking over when he needed to. And uh, yeah, it proved, proved invaluable yesterday. Yeah, he did. And like, that's what we were saying. He didn't really do anything. And we've got to remember that we all know that Darren Prattley isn't going to get the ball and spray the ball and, you know, do the lovely stepovers. But he is... You know, he's like Ron Seal. He does whatever it says on the tin or whatever the blooming phrase is. But what the uh, what the good thing is, I think yesterday, if, if Prattley didn't play, I would be surprised if we won yesterday. Because I think in that midfield, when we were backs against the wall, it's a time like that when a Prattley sort of type of player will be saying to lads, right, let's stay in the game, keep it tight, keep it simple, da-da-da-da. And like you say, he kept that quiet. He was their joint top scorer, top scorer, top scorer yesterday with uh, last season with... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, with Mulgrew, about 15 goals or something. So for Prattley to still come in at a championship and keep that quiet, he's a good player. So, yeah, I was happy for Pratt yesterday, but I don't think he'll be playing regularly, and I think he knows that um, as the season goes on. Um, but, yeah, he was a, kept kept one of the best players in the division quiet yesterday. Now, you mentioned uh, Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea, 19-year-old uh, young midfielder, only signed on Friday. Um, it was out there training on, on, on Friday morning. Uh, so they haven't had too much time to work with him, only one session. But, you know, Bowyer gave him a chance, uh, sort of half an hour from the end, 25 minutes from the end. He looked lively. Mm. He, he moved He moves the ball quite nicely, got forward for that that quickly taken throw. Uh, his shot deflected just wide. You know, for a 19-year-old, his first appearance in, in senior football, I imagine that was a, a, a very satisfying afternoon for him. Yeah, it was. And I think, obviously, those who were there would have seen it. But um, those who weren't, he has a lot of enthusiasm. He might he does he runs a lot, which I think Gallon did say he does. Um, he doesn't. He's always looking around, seeing he's you know his awareness is good. He's quite clever, like you say, like Stubbers led on the comms, the the shot, and he had a couple of chances where he had it on the edge of the box, and people would have probably had a pop at go, but he tried a little, a little one two in the box, and 
Yeah, he looked very, very lively. And like you say, considering he's only with the lads for a day, um, he looks promising. But obviously, I'm not going to start raving him too much. But he does look a very, very tidy player, which you can, you know, that Bowie's Bo not going to get a, you know, a little dimlo in the middle of a pitch. So, <laughs> but uh, no, he looks very, very good. And um, that rules I'm, us out then, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Especially if you ask at least, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, Albie Morgan came on. So, so Deji came on for literally an injury time. So well, he got to play probably four minutes longer than he was expecting because he did get six <laughs> minutes of injury time. But uh, So we can't really judge him too much. He looked fine. Mm. Uh, Albie came on for the last 10 minutes, involved in that uh, that move that led to that chance for Forster Kasky where we could have sealed it. With, with free, that would have taken the pressure off with three minutes left to go. I'm sure Jake will think he might have done slightly better with that. But he was in the right place to, to, to collect it. And, you know, if, uh, it's, it's good signs that we're, we're still going forward to try and win that. But Albi, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because Bayer did say in pre-season that he was expecting for him to go out on loan. Mm. But so over the course of the next week, if he's he's getting championship football as it stands, I wonder if if that has changed anything. I mean, obviously we're going to try and get people in, so that might push him a bit further down the pecking order. Yeah, it's difficult with Albi because um, I know a lot of people don't want him to go out on loan, uh, and it, it's hard because I want him to see him and play and watch him flourish here. But he does need regular games. He does need to learn the game a lot more. Although when he came on yesterday, he won some important free kicks when he came on um, by holding up the play, but. He he does need games, and it's he's one of those players that they're quite luxury. So where, if you're away from home, if you're going to start him, he's not like you're playing with ten men, but he's not really there to do the defensive side of the game. So the only way I would sit if he does stay and he plays a lot more will be at home, um, and maybe the odd cameo appearance. But that's not really good for him at this age. He's had a taste of it now, and I think he needs to go and play at a side that. You know, not just any old side, but a side that plays football in, say, League One and get a really good season under his belt. And I think that should happen, even though I'd love to see him flourish here. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, let's hear what Lee Bayer uh, had to say in just a few seconds. Don't forget, we want to know what you thought of yesterday's performance, how you think we're going to get on uh, this season. Obviously, we're still in the in, in the market for for transfers before the, the, the window closes on, on Thursday. So it'd be interesting to know uh, if you've got your eye on anyone that, that we could utilise um uh, yeah just let us know email studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show there's plenty of comments already that we're going to come to uh, shortly but first of all let's hear from Lee Boyer uh, the Addicts boss of course uh, very pleased I imagine uh, with with yesterday's win I asked him uh, if that was the perfect way to announce uh, your return to championship football yeah uh, the, the boys were unreal you know from start to finish um had some look go out there today and give me everything and and prove to everyone that this is where you should be uh, because a lot of people were doubting us and obviously we're favourites to go down but with the group I have like I said many 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 times last season with the group we have that they just will keep fighting and battling you know and, and we have quality as well and I just said to them like we didn't even play as well as what we can. No, like in possession, I thought we was give it away more than what we would normally, you know. So, but defensively, I thought we were solid. Um, not really any chances that I can think off the top of my head that I think oh, they should have scored there. I think tactically we got it right. Okay, they had possession, um, but we're away from home. They're the home side, so and, and they're a good side. Don't forget they finished mid-table, around the mid-table last season. So um, they've got players that can hurt you and we had to respect that. 
I thought Darren Prattley was unreal today, unbelievable. His experience just just shone and, and, and I gave him a job to, to mark Dak because Dak hurts you and, and he done that so well. Um, I just said to him, you should all be proud of yourself. You know, you, you've gone out there today and, and you've proven that you deserve to be in this division. So you, you know at times you're going to be under pressure, but when your chances do come, you have to show your, your clinical side, and that's what we saw there right at the end of the first half, a brilliant move and a, a good finish from Ben Perrington. Yeah, Ben, Ben done unreal. He, he obviously won it on the edge of his box, run most of the length of the pitch, and then Johnny Williams, great, great bit of magic, and, and picked him out on the far post. So, uh, yeah, all, all of them, from, from back to front, you know. I thought that was all, all, all outstanding. And the goal we like the, the goal they, they scored has come off the back of Deal's head. Like they, they, they've not scored a, a normal goal, if you like. But yeah, I, I don't even think we rode our luck or anything. I, I can't. There's not many saves that Dylan and really had to make. So I, I just thought it was a good, solid away performance, you know. And and I thought we deserved the win. And you said in the week you were going to be asking your players to fight for each other, and that's what you have to do when when you go a, a goal up again with 13 minutes left, and then six minutes of added time, which I'm not entirely sure where that came from either. No, I don't yeah, know. they showed their fighting their fighting spirits towards the end there. Yeah, but and, and like I said the, uh, earlier on in the week, that what we have is that give us 10 points over the season, yeah, and, and it's given us given us three today, you know. So uh, yeah, they're, they're togetherness and they're fighting. And they just don't give in, and they always believe, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win, because that's what we've done. We've drummed it into them. Like, look, you don't lose. There's going to be times we're going to lose at home, lose away, but their attitude will, it won't be through lack of effort. You made a change sort of midway through the second half, through on your, your Chelsea learning, Connor Gallagher, and uh, he looked quite lively in spells today. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the, the kid can play. Obviously, we have to work with him. He's, uh, he only came in yesterday. So um, yeah, I thought he, I thought he done really well when he come on, such a young lad, and to, to be thrown in like that. I thought he done really well. So I don't think he gave the ball away. Um, nearly scored. Um, little deflection took it wide. So uh, yeah, I thought he, he looked, he looked good. And of course, Lyle Taylor, you him a, a goal target for this season. I guess he started in the, in the best possible way today. Yeah, I, I said to Steve Gannon, I think he'd get 20 again. I think he'd get 20. Did the, he scores goals, that's what Lowell does, and not only that, his work rate was was outstanding as well. Um, so yeah, like I said, from back to front, I thought we was, we was really good all day. So a brilliant start today, and of course now a big week coming up for you, you've already got one from Chelsea, and you're hoping to, to fill in that squad now as the, as the transfer window comes to a close. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I just said to the players, look, we've, we've just done well, we've come to a side that finished mid-table last year, and, and we've won away from home. And we're going to get stronger because we're going to be bringing in more bodies. So we've got to bring in four or five. Uh, that's, that's, that's a fact. We have to. Um, and, and once we do that, hopefully we get the, the right personnel and and then we'll be fine. How tricky have you find that in terms of bringing players in, Lee? It's, it's not easy for any club, but you've had particular problems, I suppose. Yeah, our budget is, is tiny, so um, what we can offer the players... Is, is very small for this division, uh, so it's, it's hard, you know. Whenever we think we've got someone across the line, then someone just comes over the top of us, and that's including League One clubs. They're doing it as well, right? So it's it's difficult, but the, the people we are bringing, like the 
Connor there is he's a good lad and, and Chelsea know that they're sending him somewhere where he's going to improve and, and, and get to play men's football and, and learn. So, yeah, we, we will get players, but it's just, it's, it is tough. You've got to get the right ones as well, because we've seen today that the spirit that you've got, you've got to get the balance right. You can't have people coming in with egos that are going to upset that. Yeah, no, for sure. I'd, if I'm going to get a 7 out of 10, a 7 out of 10, a 7 out of 10 every week, or I'll bring in someone that's going to be a 9 for two weeks and then 5 for the next 7, there's no point. He won't fit in it. It has to be someone that's willing to work hard and put their body on the line every game because that's what we're going to have to do <clears throat> when we play in this championship because, like you see there, it's, it's relentless. The, the, the intensity and the physicality of it is tough. So we have to bring in the right person who's got the, the right mind frame as well to, to be able to handle that. You've had some great highs, obviously, throughout your career, but you're on the pitch at the end. It's the first game of the season. You're away at Blackburn Rovers, who have added lots of players and great youth and experience in that team. I mean, what did it mean to you with in front of your fans at the end? It means a lot because like, I honestly believe in, in, in our group and and, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in charge at a great football club. Charlton's a great club and great traditions and, and, and to manage my team here today at Blackburn which is also a great football club you know and, and they have a great manager in Tony it's, it's really proud like it's, it's really good and, and, and I'm loving it is that, is that competition for the unluckiest goal of the season over and done with already? I think so crackers wasn't it? it's crazy you see him on the back of the head and gone in yeah. I, I thought oh maybe Anthony headed it onto one of their players and headed it in yeah. but it, it, it didn't once you see the replay like, like what's your luck like that never happens when does that ever happen but that just sums us up that's the type of thing that, that happens to us <laughs> cheers thank you uh, Jake Jake Kasky starting in that game he looked really really good really solid what do you take from, from his performance and how has he done going into this game through pre-season to make sure he's uh, ready to for this season? I, I think it's good for Jake that he, he's got 90 minutes into him, especially after what happened last year. Um, I think that was a proper test for him today. I think he done well at times and not so well at other times, you know. I think the physicality of it was maybe a bit difficult for him at times because you've got to remember he missed a year missed a year of football so to come out here and and, and run around and, and fight and compete for everything like he did he, he done he, he should be proud of himself you know they all should they, they, they've all done outstanding today it was a bit tricky in the <coughs> in the opening stages because Rovers really put you under pressure but it looked like after those defensive mistakes you were able to to really you know turn the game back on its head Tom Tom Lockyer and Jason Pearce had a few moments where it was a bit wobbly, but they've seemed to come out of that really strongly and and play really, really well. I think when we had three at the back, whenever they was crossing it, I thought we looked solid. It was always us that was getting to the ball first. Um, OK, the odd clearance is gone, not going to go where you want it to go, but that's, they're human beings, you know. But I thought all of them, back five, goalie, I thought everybody, midfield, Low up top on his own, which is difficult, but you, you know what you get from Low, and uh, he got his reward with the goal at the end. So yeah, I thought it was um, a great away performance. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there, pierces there. Bowers with a header, and it's John. Yes! Oh, it's it's oh, he's got it! Oh, Patrick Bar! You absolute German beauty!
to Charlton Live there. That uh, I imagine that jingle is going to get an airing on every show forever. Not even just our show. They should put it on, like I don't know, BBC News or something. Just, just every day. Just cheer everyone up, apart from maybe the Sunderland fans. I was going to say, not the Roker Report. Yeah. <laughs> True again. You're, uh, yeah. you know, you, you're not on the Roker Report this week, are you, Nash? No, no. Not, not for another year at least. No. All right. Not on Love Sport this week, are you? No. no. All right. Millwall pod? Yeah. Spurs pod? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Traitor. <laughs> um, so, Lee Bowyer there. Uh, he's not a traitor. He's uh, he's, he's a Charlton through and through. And he um, uh, clearly pleased with, with, with what he saw yesterday. You know, he... He knew what his side was going to be up against in terms of setting him out to, um, you know, defend at times when we had to. But he was pleased with 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 his how his tactics worked and how we dealt with balls into the box. Now, he he mentioned about the bookies odds to go down because then uh, we'll hear from Ben Purrington in, in South London Press paper uh, website tomorrow, and we'll hear it on Thursday's show as well. But I asked him about it, and he didn't he didn't seem that bothered about the fact that the bookies are said or or he's not saying it, but. I mean, if I was Lee Bowyer, and the fact he mentioned it as well makes me think he goes into that he goes into that dressing room, gets up, gets up the the, the betting website, yeah. and says, "See that? That's what you've got to prove wrong." And yeah. I'm, that's got to motivate him, surely. Yeah, I was going to say, I, if I was him, I'd be pinning it all over the dressing room just to remind him, um, because as we've said plenty of times, that's the sort of spirit and, and culture he's built up within this group. Um, and that's not to say they're not talented at all, because there's a lot of quality in there. But this this is a huge step up, um, and we saw that for the first time yesterday. We're going to see that again every single week now. Um, and what's going to get us through is is that unity and that team spirit that we have, and it's only going to carry you so far. Bo says it'll probably get us ten or fifteen points, but that's ten or fifteen points we wouldn't have if we just had an an ordinary group of players or an ordinary manager. And I just don't think we have. And it's not the first time since I've been a Charlton fan that I could say that about one of our squads, you know. And I think we. We are quite quite blessed in that way that we seem to get get managers in who can find squads like that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough, but he, he's just so defiant, isn't he, in the face of any adversity? Um, and again, it's something we came back to last week as well. We he just doesn't accept anything to be right. Um, he's he's always out there to prove people wrong, and he, so far he's been doing it pretty well. Now, um, obviously, we're talking about the players are going to have to come in. Um, which which we will mention, but first of all, I mean we should mention so Anthony Dick still. We it was we heard it on Thursday's show. Um, Bayer says he doesn't know what's going to happen now. When 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 you hear that, that's always okay. That's interesting. If he comes out and said I don't think he's going to leave, then you think fine. But he, he says he doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, some people are suggesting that Middlesbrough or Bristol City may have got their man. I mean we don't know yet, but it doesn't. The, the fact he can't come out and deny it is not is not in, is not always good news, is it? Um, that's it. Now you just throw a water bottle across sorry, the studio. Sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, hooligan, right? Um, I mean, what do you think about that, Dick? Still, um, um, you can see why 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 bigger teams might have their eye on him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's only had one full season, but yeah, he's a good player. He's got a lot to to improve on, of course, he has. But he's a he's a very good good player. And it's getting to a point now where a lot of teams are. If I was a manager of another, you know, another championship side, and I know right, okay, 
Where can I get a, maybe a young, promising player, really cheap, where the owner probably would sell for less than what he's valued for? And I'd, I'd be coming down here straight away. You look at, you know, likes of Arebo going and what they've and the sort of youth products we're, we're developing. Um, they know they might be able to get uh, Anthony on on the cheap. Um, I don't know. I don't think obviously they've been given a price. But if someone's like you say, if someone says, if Bo says, oh, I don't know. That to me says, if someone meets this price, he will go, whatever that price may be. And it'll be disappointing because Anthony has, again, flourished um, and it'll be nice to see him flourish here. But we've see, we've been in this situation many times before where he might end up leaving. And again, so we need four or five at the moment. But then if he leaves, that needs we need six. So it's like we, t- we go one step forward and take two steps back, it seems. So disappointing. But I think he's come on very well, Anthony, considering he started his... His career, so to speak, as a central midfielder or a def- defensive midfielder, I think he's done very well to keep someone like Solly out of the team. Yeah, uh, obviously we're going to be looking for incomings this week by Thursday's show. Uh, the window's actually closing at five o'clock on Thursday, so we won't have the excitement of, of well, like, like, like last transfer window, no one signing <laughs> during the show. But it was quite exciting to see if someone would. But um, Josh Parker signed soon after we got home. It was like, all right, okay, it's a shame we weren't still on air, really. Uh, uh, I but, don't know. Yeah, but I mean, so be interesting. The only name we can put out there as a complete bit of speculation is there's a photo circulating that looks a little bit like Gary O'Neill in at the training grounds he's like 36 year old former West Ham man so he may or may not have been at the training ground so that'd be an interesting one he's very old um but Boya obviously <laughs> easy, easy. yeah obviously doesn't um you know if he's looking at him we he might just be keeping fit it could be anything there but I mean that, that's one name that's out there Tom would you would, would you welcome him as an addition to the squad we need bodies. Um, he's another one that's going to add experience, and, and like Prattley, I'm sure he'd be a good person to have around. But he's not someone that's going to be starting week in, week out at the championship. You wouldn't expect. He's got a lot of experience at this level, and there are certain games. You know, if we're going away to someone like Leeds, you would expect him to be able to do a job there. That's at the um, end of the season. He might have retired by then. <laughs> yeah, about fifty by then. Um, but no, I think look, I'm not in. We're not in a position to turn many people down, but. We just need bodies. We need at least two or three still in the midfield. And we and as Nafe said earlier, we need another striker. We need someone to support Lyle. Um, so he wouldn't be my first option to, to take up some of the wages we've got left. But at the same time, if we get to Thursday afternoon and we're not getting anybody else, then he's, him and Callum are, are better than nothing. So mm, Yeah, again, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Callum. Uh, if anything will happen, uh, it doesn't even it doesn't have to happen this week because he's no, a free agent, so it can happen whenever, uh, as long as long as you become a free agent during the transfer window, which of course he did. Uh, so yeah, um, interesting to see if anything will happen with him. Right, we've got plenty of correspondence. Uh, you guys have had your say. Um, don't forget if you still want to, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to let us know what you made of yesterday's uh, opening day win up there at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers. And or, or, uh, don't forget. Later on in the show, we've got Ben Hayes from the Charlton Athletic Museum coming on to let us know uh, about an interesting event they're running here uh, at the Valley and in Charlton on uh, on Tuesday evening. So we'll hear from Ben later on. But first of all, right, Graham um, saying uh, yesterday, the more he sees it, the more he thinks that Dick Steele could have done better with the header uh, that led to the Blackburn Rovers goal, even if it doesn't hit hit Phillips's 
Uh, head is just heading it right back across the goal. Thankfully, it didn't cost us today, but it's these little things that we need to improve on uh, quickly. Uh, right, uh, CFC are covered in. Mr. Dinage says, uh, our speed of transition from attack to defence yesterday was hugely improved on last season, a lot quicker and very natural. That comes from increased fitness work and lots of practice. Evidence of a very well-organised coaching group uh, benefits of having a smaller squad. Um, did, did you notice that? Do you think we, we, we transitioned back into a defensive shape quite well yesterday? Yeah, I think when we got the ball, um, when we got ball deep, we passed through the thirds fairly quickly, which <clears throat> we needed to. I mean, because we can't really start, part, as soon as you start passing it around the back really slowly, you can let the other team get in, get into shape. So I think, yeah, I, I can see where, where he's coming from in terms of the improvement for last year. And I think the fitness element is going to be really important this year. And, because um, we are going to be coming up against different, a lot of fit sides and to teams like Wimbledon and Rochdale. So, but yeah, it was a big improvement, and I think that will carry us well for the re- or for the, the whole season. Mm. Dan Farmer says, "I can't remember much of the game. Uh, I missed the first goal, but that winner made up for it. Great day with all my Charlton family, and the atmosphere was amazing. Our fans keep getting better and better away from home. In Boya, uh, we trust. Bring on Stoke. Two wins out of two incoming. Yeah, Dan mentions the uh, the atmosphere. It was it's very strange the way they sort of had the Charlton fans up in the gods away from us, but you could hear them." Loads. I mean, the atmosphere sounded absolutely amazing uh, from from where we were sat, and uh, yeah, the, you, you could tell. Like the players always say, it spurs them on a little bit when you're away from home, and you need to find that extra ten percent or so. And I, I imagine the uh, the noise they were making, it, it must have made a little bit of a difference yesterday. Yeah, for sure. It was it was weird because they had the whole bottom tier empty, like you say, and they were just in this little corner. But there was what a thousand and seventy seven of them, and they outsung Blackburn for the whole game, and I thought they were absolutely incredible. The whole the whole game still singing the LA LA. I don't know if they've changed it yet to the Reds are um, staying up or if yeah. we're still saying going up. I don't know. But um, either way, they're fantastic yesterday and it's a long old way. And um, yeah, it does help the players. And Bo says it more or less every week. He does say like a broken record, but it does help the lads. And then hopefully we have a good following for the rest of the year. Yeah, Graham Russell says, just imagine the budget Roland will set when we get to the Premiership. <laughs> well, that's something to that's something to think about when when, when the time comes. Uh, Will Bolland says there's six words to remember this season: believe in Boya and keep the faith. Those words have uh, served us well over the years, haven't they, Will? So thanks for your uh, thanks for your tweet, uh, David Letchford. I don't know why so many thought the championship would be hard this season. We made it look easy yesterday, but to be fair, it was a fantastic uh, to get off to a great start. Let's hope we can get five players in, uh, three midfielders and two strikers, and I'm a hundred percent convinced uh, that we can stay up yeah I mean is that the sort of makeup of the players incoming Tom that you'd hope, hope to be seeing strikers midfield I mean defensively as long as Dick's if Dick still stays we have got two for every position if he goes then debatable whether Solly and uh, uh, Osha Larger can play out there yeah. can't he so uh, I don't know if there's anyone out in the youth ranks who's Brandon maybe yeah Brandon plays uh, Brandon plays right back as well doesn't he so I mean but I mean is that sort of the makeup of what you're hoping is going to come in there yeah definitely I think if, if Dick still goes we do need another right back um, personally but yeah at the moment it's if we're still getting five, yeah, three midfielders and two strikers is probably what you're looking at. Um, at the moment, Lyle's having to do it all himself up top. Um, and we haven't really got anyone alongside him anyway. I know Chucks doesn't really play there and McCauley said himself that he knows he's he's off the pace in terms of being a championship player, which is no discredit. Um, I think we all expect that. So he's kind of one for the future, I guess. Um, so we definitely need at least one up there. And then in the midfield, I think... 
Jake, you know, possibly could be good enough. Um, once his fitness gets up to speed, Johnny Williams, we know is good enough. Um, but then you're looking around again, you've got maybe an EK when he comes back and then everybody else is kind of either aging or very, very young. Um, so yeah, I think we need some more, some more clout in midfield. Um, it'd be interesting to see how this Gallagher gets on as the season progresses, but we need a couple more, probably sort of 26 to 30 year olds, someone with, with championship experience and, and with a bit of game time under their belt to come in and help shore that up, I think. Right, uh, Tony out in Spain says, listening on Valley Pass yesterday, it sounded like Blackburn had more possession but didn't really threaten the goal. The Addicts had more chances on goal, defended well uh, when needed and uh, had the never-give-up attitude which helped us along with the Charlton Faithful that never stopped singing. I think that's a, a pretty fair reflection. You obviously did a good job on commentary because he, he, he saw what was going on through your commentary. So, oh, Thanks, mate. No, uh, yeah, it's all right. I was just trying to... Trying to big up. me up? Yeah, oh, shit. yeah. Pride oh, comes before a fall. Uh, Robert Addison, uh, Robert Addison says, "Don't forget to mention the new Only Fools and Horses inspired chant." So I'm assuming I've seen that, that yeah. Robert's uh, referring to this tweet from Ray Bates. Uh, Ray, one of the uh, one of the the chaps who who came out on the on the bike ride to Amsterdam with us. Uh, he's, he's the guy with the two uh, with, with the big dogs as well. He's got like three or four dogs, isn't he? So um, yeah, you don't want to mess with him. So everyone laugh at this, but it is quite funny to be fair. <laughs> so um, you would have seen that uh, in the I think it was in the Sun newspaper uh, Friday Saturday. Bowie was talking about how he feels like Del Boy trying to sort of wheel and deal his way to, to having a, a full squad, <laughs> and then the Sun mocked up these amazing photos of of Del of uh, of of uh, Jack. And, and Boya as, as Del Boy and Rodney and uh, then Ray Bates has taken a, a step further saying stick a contract in my pocket get young Jacko in the van because if you want the best and you don't ask questions then brother I'm your man where it all comes from is a mystery but Steve Gallon keeps on finding them and bringing them to me who's the one that's driving me berserk a lunatic from a Belgian town named Antwerp <laughs> very good there uh, Ray only falls on us we've got the Rodney Charlton Trotter flag that, that follows Charlton away now as well so yeah that shows uh, pulsing through the veins of the club at the moment uh, Mike Clifford said sadly I couldn't get the stream here in the States but he did sound uh, exciting from listening to the commentary um, yeah, you should be able to get that stream out there in in, in America, um, Mike, on the Valley Pass. So it'd be worth contacting the club to try and find out uh, why that didn't work. Liz Edwins said she was uh, looking forward to the show from Ireland. I uh, hope you're enjoying it, Liz. Uh, Shinpad uh, said, did, oh no, he's talking about the stream again. That's just some technical, that, that's basically just some uh, IT support there which mm. doesn't need to be read out on the show uh, but then he, uh, Shinpad does say he looks good uh, talking about um, Gallagher uh, and Boya hasn't even had the chance to work with him yet it sounds like Gallon spends his time watching the under 23 leagues so if he rates him then that's good enough for me yeah, I mean this like I say I mean this, the name of, uh, of of Connor Gallagher was one I hadn't heard uh, until during the week because I was um, I was saying to someone yesterday you have to be a real geek to watch the Chelsea under twenty threes and know all the players but obviously Steve Gallon does do that that level of homework and there will be some some gems that that you can unearth in in, in those Premier League development leagues yeah you can I mean if you look at um, Josh Cullen would have been there at one point and obviously like we've had before and uh, Mavadidi and Nakataya for Arsenal they would have been at those sort of levels at one stage and they've obviously gone on to to do better things so and they're the sort of that's the market we're in at the moment because we're not going to be able we're not going to have a budget to go out and buy players for lots of money so we're relying on bigger clubs in bigger academy categories to lend us some players and it's quite sensible really for Gallon to go out and look and know the market really well to see because they'll know what what players we need and he'll have to try and find those players that fit that criteria 
Right, old man Charlton evening, uh, old man. I think he's part of that right side mob, isn't he, old man Charlton? But he says, yes. George, uh, George Lapsley was my boy yesterday. He knew uh, every blade of grass. He was everywhere on that park, so much like the boss when he was playing. Now, that's a compliment if ever you want to get one, Tom, isn't it, to be a... Uh, uh, to be compared to the great Lee Bowyer. And, uh, but yeah, like we, we mentioned George earlier, he, he has those energy levels that I think will actually prove even more important this season than, than, than perhaps they did last season. Yeah, and we spoke a lot uh, towards the end of last season, I think maybe even Thursday, about him and Albie um, and the, the chance of Albie going out on loan, probably, uh, and that little bit more experience that Lapsley, Lapsley has had in terms of games. But as I say and said earlier, you know, he's only played one season, really, with us. Um but he's come on so much in sh- such a short space of time. And, and what he offers us now for the type of games that we're going to have at this level, I think it's so much more crucial. I think last year we didn't really need him too much because we tended to go ahead in games and we, we were looking more at the creativity and take somebody else like Nabs, who we discussed earlier. That's why someone like him was so so good at that level. But stepping up now, we need players that can fire fight, that can just you know get in the way of players and get those little tackles in and just break play up and I think he, he's so good at doing that and again I don't want to have to rely on him for a whole season it goes back to the whole Carlin thing when when we first had him um, you know you want somebody else in there so that he doesn't have to play week in week out for 90 minutes a game because he is still young but what he can offer the side I definitely think is going to be beneficial to us this year. Tom, uh, Tom Bramley says a brilliant dogged performance from the lads yesterday and a thoroughly deserved three points Pearson Purrington the standouts for me if Boyer can get another three or four players in then who knows how well uh, we could do this season yeah we haven't really mentioned Pearson too much but he was uh, yeah he was his usual self yesterday and you know a leader I mean there, there was one superb uh, I think challenge he had over by the touchline where he got over and there was another one where he got uh, like one came in quite hard on him in in the first half mm. on the near side, and he just got up, sort of shook hands with the bloke. He did it and carried on because you know he's a warrior, isn't he, Piercy? Yeah, um, I thought it was a good battle between him and Gallagher yesterday. They were giving each other a bit of afters after, which, and then I think he was um, giving a bit to the crowd uh, and trying to wind up. a Wigan down. man, of course. Yeah. So I imagine there's some sort of rivalry <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I think for me, Piercy was my man in a match, followed by Lockyer for me, and um, he was he was um unreal yesterday like Bo said in his post-match everything that was thrown at him him and Lockyer dealt with um, and yeah it was just an absolute rock uh, you're saying it's just you just know what you're going to get with PSE and and obviously Lockyer now you know a lot of people not a lot of people are going to win their individual battles against them and and it's a privilege to um, obviously watch and then all the youngsters coming through can just see the determination and you know the effort and the work rate that PSE and that puts in and it'll always always go to um be sort of inspiring to them. All right, Glove Pups tweets in that we gave the ball away early on through unforced errors yesterday, but the lads worked hard. We stole the three points. We took the chances. Uh, we need more bodies quickly. If we battle like that, uh, we will run out of steam. Uh, not going to be pretty at times, but it's a great start, a great team effort, and a great a bunch of lads. Connor Thompson says we're going to finish 14th or above. Mm-hmm. That'll be perfect uh, Perfect for me. Valley Floyd Fred says Lee Bowyer, Jacko, and Marshall and Gallon are the reason uh, we will stay up if we can get four loan signings uh, which are at that level that Gallagher looked yesterday I think uh, we will finish a few spots above the drop I believe that Bayer and his management team hold uh, their own and stay patient until the owner moves on they will take us back to the promised land uh, whether that's another Wembley performance like 98 or 2000s 
2019 or if we run this league ragged. Uh, this is Bowyer's world and we live in it. In seasons to come, if he somehow did it this season, everyone should name their kids after Bowyer and give the man a knighthood. Is that, Are you going to name your kids after, after Bowyer, Tom? No. No? Freddie Olverstad. Oh, I thought you were going to say Freddie Saunders. I was going to say that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Name your kid after Freddie. Well, if you just call him Freddie, I'll, I'll know who it's after, really. Don't you worry. Right. Uh, ben says, I've always said this, but I genuinely don't fear uh, relegation. So many teams will underestimate us and will find it hard to break us down. A few more additions to the middle of the pitch and we'll be on the cusp of the top half. Uh, Cappuccino says, good to see uh, Ashley Maynard Brewer turning out for Dulwich Hamlet uh, in another 2-1 win yesterday as they beat uh, the Tombridge Angels. Yeah, uh, Ash has gone out on uh, on loan to Dulwich, so that's good to see uh, that he's on uh, on the winning side there. John Pitchers, hopefully uh, we will have enough to stay up, but we shouldn't count our chickens. Next week, for example, we're up against a £21 million strike force. It is sickening, isn't it? Like we were moaning about the five million pounds that Blackburn spent on Sam Gallican. Doesn't look like money well spent after yesterday, of course. Mm. But um, you know, it's, it's it's ridiculous the amount of money that's floating around in the championship that we don't have any. <laughs> mm. Yeah, strange timing. So John, uh, so yeah, cheers for that from John Pitchers. James Moynard, another one of the Amsterdam crew, says if we can get uh, four more decent loans in, then yes, uh, Boya, uh, yes, we will stay up, stay up. Boya, Jacko, and Marshall will install the fight and desire that will win us uh, the points. And I certainly hope that, that James is correct there. Uh, uh, Bill Hendricks, uh, we 100% uh, need quality loans. I was there yesterday and it was a great day, but it's a long season and we will need more to survive. Uh, also, uh, recommend Audi Cider for £1.80. Barely remember rem- <laughs> getting home. Well, there you go. Clearly <laughs> clearly, money well spent there on your Audi Cider. Um, <laughs> I saw there were some funny videos of those chaps on the way home yesterday. There's um, uh, one of Mark Anderson singing... Lyle is Lyle. Oh, I see that yeah, with, uh, yeah. with his son. Okay, there. I, all fueled by Audi. Uh, we should get. We should I was get. Say, no yeah. one's forgot what they're doing. Is it, is it just like a drink that just makes you forget everything? Yeah, because say, yeah, mm, we have to purchase. Think, uh, Audi's. <laughs> they really ought to be paying for this free advertising. <laughs> yeah. We get. Yeah. Uh, CFC polls says that Blackburn had sixty-two percent possession and only two shots on goal. Charlton had thirty-eight percent possession and five shots on goal. So sounded like. It was, I guess, in terms of us sort of being more clinical in, in terms of creating chances. Uh, what's that? Uh, I can't read this name. S. S. McLennan. <laughs> right. McLennan's S. McLennan. There we go. It's all on one word on the Twitter account. It's quite, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see us uh, top eight in January and see how the greedy rat responds. Uh, would he chuck some money at, uh, at us for the uh, try and go to the Premier League or just leave us and Boya hanging uh, like now? But I think we'll be safe 14th uh, to 18th. Yeah, Matt Broad says definitely uh, we'll be okay. Um, uh, London Inigis, uh players will have to be on it for every second of every game to stay up. Blackburn are a mid table team in my book, but you could see them. Uh, the difference in class between them and a League One team desperately need more numbers uh, in, but was impressed by Gallagher in his 20-minute appearance. Connor Thompson says, uh, exactly, we've got to have that Charlton mentality. We've had all, all of last season of just pure positivity. We know we have it in us. We can't uh, wait to be back in our seats uh, as we started last season. And London Eagles and now another one who was there with the right side mob says, to be fair, uh, with the Oak boys off their nut on Aldi cider, Aldi again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be a fun ride at uh, this championship lark the train was rocking on the way home quiet carriage you're having a laugh uh, yeah and then it highlights the stats I mean, 
There's a tweet going around, you know, we've, we've now won four league games in a row. If you count, if you don't count the playoffs, you count the league games. We've only lost one in our last 16, two defeats in the last 22, 21 wins in our last 32, four wins in our last five away games. So obviously, that was most of those coming in a lower division, but it's great momentum to have mm. going into uh, going into the, ne- the the first sort of opening stages of this campaign. David Nichols says, yes, we will stay up. Loan signings will be key and Roland selling up before January window would be massively increasing our chances. Our midfield needs bolstering and another striker as if Lyle got injured, we'd be in trouble. Great start though and it will hopefully help with this week's income. As Dan Ridgen says, I think there is too much passion in the team to let that happen in terms of us going down with Bayer and JJ at the wheel and players like Taylor and Prattley. I can't see us going down to uh, be honest. Alex Rogan says, glad the bookies have chosen us as favourites to go down. Boya's fighting spirit is infectious and no matter who he has in his squad, he'll get 110% out of them as players. Yesterday was a prime example of how belief and togetherness in a squad can get you free points. Dave Kitchen is saying, if Bournemouth, Southampton, Leicester and Sheffield United can make the steady rise and so can we. Uh, one more week of the Gallon effect and we shall see. Fingers crossed. Uh, Richard Justum says, always felt uh, it wasn't about uh, Billick and Cullen returning but getting new stars, Gallagher looks good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we know we have got to replace the, the, these players. And Gallagher, if he can prove to, you know, it's early days yet, we've seen him for 20 minutes, but if he can make an impact like those lone players we had last year were, I mean, that could be huge for us. If we didn't have the likes of Billick, Cullen, so, you know, like we saw coming in in the last week of the window last year, we wouldn't have gone up. So it's all it's all to play for this this week, isn't it? If we can get some unearthed, like I say, unearthed quality players. Yeah, I mean, if we've cast our mind back to the Sunderland game last year, we didn't even feel the bench. And um, and you look at, if you compare the side that played against Sunderland to the, the team at Wembley, it's chalk and cheese. So if, there's a lot of work to be done, we know that, and uh, there's we need, we do need some players in. I think Connor may feel the, the sort of role of maybe what Josh did. I think he does look like a similar sort of player. Um, and... Obviously, we need someone like a Billy, like a strong person, and someone like a Rebo can run with a ball uh, through midfield. So, but yeah, I think we've got a lot of time, and Gallon and Bowie have shown the sort of players that they can bring through. So, I think we'll be fine, providing that they get given the money. <laughs> Update from Dan Farmer, boys. Trust me, stay away from the Aldi cider. It smelt like petrol. <laughs> Is that why I can't remember it? <laughs> What did it taste like? They did it taste like petrol. I don't know. I don't know. Might have to, yeah, might have yeah. To I was down, I'm going Aldi on the way home. I think there's. I oh know we got Lidl in Westwickham. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, have to yeah. find an Aldi that, somewhere. Yeah, see if anyone had a Lidl cider. Yeah. Well, if, if anyone if anyone wants to send some Aldi cider into the studio, maybe we'll do a show on it one week. If, <laughs> I am driving. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so Lewis <laughs> says just three words after Blackburn yesterday. Perfect away day. Certainly was. A vital child and oh, what a win that was yesterday. After that victory, I'm really confident we can beat Stoke on Saturday. Uh, once these new signings are here, there's no telling how good we can really be. It's, it, it is fun, isn't it? How we all, we're all getting carried away, ourselves include, included, after one game. You know, an away game where we've, we've played a certain way. But, you know, when we're playing at home, you have to play a different style, perhaps. You might be tempted to take the game to your opponents more. So that'll be interesting to see if we can adapt to that. But I'm, I'm loving the fact that we're all getting carried away after one game and we are going to win the championship, possibly with a record points total. Um, Mark Brooks said, I saw highlights uh, of the game, plus uh, West Brom and Leeds games. Not seen anything we should be afraid of. Uh, could be 85, 86 all again. Promotion in the face of adversity. See, Mark's on the same page as me. We're definitely winning the league. <laughs> With 110 points. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill Greenall said, I'd check if there's any Aldi cider in uh, Nathan's water bottle, to be honest. 
Oh yeah, I've been starting a lot of stumble bum, haven't I? Yeah, a little bit, and then yeah. threw the bottle at me. And yeah. then I threw the bottle at yeah. you. Just yeah, yeah. Nice. I've been on the Stella. Cheers, Bill. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to Adele singing lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil <laughs> says hi. All unbelievable that we won at Blackburn. I didn't expect that at all. Excellent start. Uh, hopefully, with four or five quality loans incoming, perhaps even I will believe we'll stay up. I'm away this week, Louis, so no scoops from the training ground for me. Oh, he's just giving his uh, he's giving his secret identity away there. <laughs> Basically, Phil lives near the training ground and walks his dog down the path that goes past the training ground and basically he's always on he's always saying oh so and so's here so and so's not here mm. and he was the one who spotted the, um, that we signed the, the lad from Chelsea the other day uh, which is how I knew uh, there you go I'll let you behind the curtain there and Lawrence sort of says hi guys um, uh, what a game yesterday we are going to upset a few people like that this season uh, we pulled together and did uh, what was required we need players desperately I really hope we sign Callum Harriet and not let our right back go uh, also shout out to our drummer he will be vital at games keeping the fans going at times uh, this season and all round it was a great day yesterday and that's from Lawrence Sorter it certainly was well we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live when we come back we've still got your emails to, to read we're also going to hear from Ben Hayes from the Charlton Athletic Museum uh, to tell us all about the uh, exciting event they've got coming up here uh, in Charlton on Tuesday Eve Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Noom. Gonna break for Vetter Kaylee again in the air. Cross ball to Taylor! It's 3 1! And Charlton are running away with it here at the Valley! Charlton Live. Welcome back. It's Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. We'll be back on uh, Maritime Radio next week, uh, Sunday, next Sunday. Uh, I'm being totally honest, I completely forgot to tell them the season has started, which is why they weren't ready to take us this evening. So we're only going out on the Charlton Live website tonight and, of course, on your podcast feeds. Most of you uh, listen via the podcast after the show, um, Acast, iTunes, anywhere you find us on your podcast feeds. Just press subscribe. The more uh, people subscribe, the better it is for us. It gives. We don't get much from this, but Acast give us a tiny bit of money, which pays for the new equipment for example that we're using uh, this week it'll pay for maybe once once a year we're going to sponsor the women's team a game or something like that we'll give some money to the upbeats we, 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 we tend to you know the more of you that subscribe and download we, it's not much but we get a little bit more not enough to take money home for us but it's enough to just keep us ticking over and, and, and to donate some money to some good causes as well so make sure you hit that subscribe button keep listening to us every week make sure you download every week and we'll be here for you for the entire season as Charlton uh, roar their way to 110 points in the championship <laughs> 
Uh, we've got a couple of emails. Uh, Heather McKinley. Now she's uh, someone who set Lyle Taylor a challenge, and that challenge now has been achieved. Uh, last season, uh, Heather writes, I wrote a piece on Lyle Taylor for the away fans page in the AFC Wimbledon program. In it, I mentioned that my Don's mate had warned me uh, when we signed Taylor that he liked to play a few too many back hills, uh, mostly unsuccessful. I retweeted the article a while later, and Lyle picked up on this comment, so I challenged him to score a back hill goal, and he accepted. Yesterday, finally, he did it, with me peering down from the top tier. I thanked him uh, on Twitter, uh, to which he responded, hashtag mission complete. What an absolute star we have for a centre forward. I do wish he would sign a new contract, and that's from uh, Heather McKinley. We had Heather on the show last year, of course, as well. Um, Yeah, Lyle Taylor. What what a man. (laughs) And uh, that contract offer still hasn't been signed. Same with Dixter, of course. You know, I mean, we're not seeing too many players sign new contracts, are we, at the moment, Tom? And you kind of understand why, and you just hope that they do, because obviously, you know, with the situation the club's in, you probably can get better contract offers elsewhere, and that's probably the reason why people don't sign yet. They don't want to tie themselves down when they don't need to, because if a takeover happens in, in a month's time, then all of a sudden someone will give uh, Lyle Taylor a much better contract. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen, but if it did, it would be nice, but I completely agree. I think... If we were to finish, I don't know, top six, maybe even top eight or something at the end of this year and he's still in charge, maybe they would consider staying anyway, just given the the atmosphere around the club. But realistically, we're looking at a bottom half finish at, at best, um, the the upper half of that. Sorry, have you not been listening? Bottom tier. 110 points. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if that's the case, if Lyle Taylor bangs in 10 to 15 goals, maybe even more through this season... If Jick still continues to get other people interested, then I don't personally. I don't see why they would choose to stay here. Then you know it's a job at the end of the day for them. Um, they don't necessarily owe us anything at that point. So, and you'd imagine they could get more money. As I say, probably get more money even dropping back down to League One. Although obviously they're not going to be doing that quality wise. But yeah, I wouldn't be signing a new contract if I was them. It's it's frustrating, but that's where we are, unfortunately. Mm. Right, Mark Newbury emails in. Evening, chaps. Well, I don't think Blackburn uh, will be underestimating uh, us again. I can't see many teams having the same work ethic that Boya is installing into our players. And the advantage of everyone writing you off is that other teams will do the same. I'm glad we started with deals in goal. And if they manage to get to the close of the transfer window without any serious departures, we might be fairly set for a middling season. As always, I have faith in Gallon to pick up a bargain uh, to help the squad. I'll be back in my old season ticket seat uh, next week after a year's hiatus and looking forward to a positive season and Roland finally seeing sense and selling us uh, at a reasonable price, but I'm not holding my breath for that. That's cheers for Mark. And Mark's also saying hopefully he's going to get back into the studio. Uh, yeah, Mark's had a year off to concentrate on having a yeah, a couple of children, which is you know not not the sort of commitment I expect for from you two. Just letting you know that, but um, yeah, no, of course, Mark. Uh, when you're ready, you're more than welcome to come back into the the Charlton Live Studio. Right, Elizabeth Green uh, really enjoyed the game. A rather scrappy affair, but we kept fighting and deserved the win. It's just Roland that's holding us back. Let's hope we get a few loan signings in to give us a bit more depth. Thank goodness for Lee Bayer. Looking forward to hear what you boys have to say about the game. That's from Elizabeth Green. Thanks for your email, Elizabeth. Yeah, it was scrappy and. Uh, at one point during the first half, maybe 25, 
minutes into it, uh, whoever was doing Radio Five Live, um, she I saw her. She was on her phone and she wrote a message to hold up to the person sat behind me in the in the press box. And all I could see it just said in the, on the screen, "This game is rubbish." And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's, that's what we've come here to do. We've come here to make the game rubbish and to nick it." And that's what we did. Uh, right, we've got uh, an email here from Moritz uh, from Germany. I watched the game live on Valley Pass. Good work for uh, Nathan and Greg. Oh, that's nice, Nath. Who's yeah, that? Uh, that's from Moritz. Oh, thank you very much, Moritz. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's great to see that we can win in very difficult circumstances we still need the final additions to the squad and I can't wait uh, to see the squad at the end of the transfer window we're definitely competitive so I think we will finish at least 14th if the takeover happens before the next transfer window we might even push for the playoffs I mean why not has Lee ever let us down of course he has not Uh, keep up the good work and he says greetings from Bottrop I assume that's the name of the town and not some sort of nickname or some Bottrop I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's Morris. Cheers for email. And Daniel Basham, good evening uh, from a wonderful playoff spot. Yeah, we're third at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, a bit lower than I was hoping to be, but, you know, I'll deal with it for now. Uh, it was so good listening to the commentary again. Nothing beats the 90 minutes of utter stress on a Saturday afternoon. Fantastic start to the season. Uh, we do need tell back, though. There wasn't enough of Nathan slagging the ref off. So there you go, Nathan. <laughs> if you want to really feel tails boots, you have to go with an agenda against all referees. Yeah, we did, th- we did do it once, and we said, right, we don't want to like just pretend that we're Terry because Terry does love a bit of a moan, doesn't he? Yeah. But to be fair, the ref, it was a bit annoying at some points, but there weren't like anything that I can mm. remember that was really bad. Yeah, championship level ref, yeah. clearly. Um, uh, uh, Daniel continues, bring on Stoke. We need to be behind the boys regardless of the score. We have a team of fighters. We can fight with them. They need to know they have our backing no matter what. We do need more players by Thursday to beat the drop, I think, but I trust Steve Gallen and Lee Bowyer to do it. Up the Reds and up the S-Housery. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was one way of describing yesterday's performance. A little bit of S-Housery, uh, if you know what I mean. Brian Cole was the final email for now. Evening, chaps. A big shout out to all the fans at Ewood yesterday who did so much to get behind the team. The drums were banging away throughout and it was great to join in uh, from about a thousand feet away in the sky in the away end. Still plenty of work to do but Lee will get the job done once again. Certainly will and that's hugs from Brian Cole. Looking forward to see you uh, back here at the Valley on Saturday, Brian. Right, let's uh, turn our attention to Tuesday night. Um, There's an exciting event happening here uh, in Cholton at the Valley and in in Cholton Village being put on by the Cholton uh, Museum. I spoke to Ben Hayes, noted cardigan uh, wearer uh, earlier on this afternoon uh, to find a little bit, uh, find out a little bit more about what they've got planned uh, for this Tuesday. So on the sixth of August, which is this coming Tuesday, there's an event starting at the Valley and then concluding at the White Swan Pub in Charlton Village called "The Boys from the Village: The History of Charlton Athletic at War." And that's been hosted by the Charlton Athletic Museum and the Football and Work Network, which is a a body which has been set up by the University of Wolverhampton. So we're very pleased to be working with a, a such a big uh, academic um, organisation. And this is the third of these events. There's been one in Dulwich and one in Exeter, but we were quite keen to host one as well. So we're going to start off by having the museum open in the afternoon from about four o'clock. And then at six o'clock, we have a new memorial being dedicated to Jeff Reynolds, who was a, a Charlton player who died during the Battle of Normandy uh, almost uh, it's actually 75 years ago today, on the 4th of August. So the, the event has been um, scheduled for this week because of that anniversary. We then got a blitz walk from the valley 
up to the White Swan with Clive Harris and Steve Honeysett, which is going to be really interesting. I've seen their notes. They're both professional tour guides, battlefield guides. And Steve Honeysett in particular uh, really knows about the Blitz in this part of London. So I learned an incredible amount just reading his notes. So that's going to be leaving the Valley at quarter past six and ending up at the White Swan by about 7.30. And this is all free, by the way. There's no charge for any of it. And then when we get to the White Swan, in the upstairs room, they let us have the upstairs room. There's going to be three um, talks by different people. The first one's by myself, and I'm quite glad I'm going first because I don't have to follow Steve and Clive who do this professionally. But I'm going to be telling a bit more about Jeffrey Nord's Charlton's forgotten Normandy hero. Not forgotten now, but now we've got the memorial at the Valley. And then Steve's going to be talking about Jim McKenzie. And Jim McKenzie was the first secretary of Charlton Athletic back in 1905-1906. So it was his name, the one in the local papers, to say, if you want any games, contact Jim McKenzie of East Street and we'll arrange a fixture with you. And then Clive is doing a more general talk. Clive Harris is doing a more general talk about Charlton Athletic and Charlton and the Great War and how the Great War and the rise of Charlton Athletic just after the Great War impacted on the area and at the same time in the separate room we've got a, a filming of an animation called Sam Barcher and the Blitz and Beyond which some people may have seen on on YouTube it's the chance to see it on a big screen um, we should be finished by about 10 o'clock and the bar will be open well, it sounds uh, it sounds really interesting. Um, obviously, I mean, there, there's that famous image of the uh, the the Charlton Athletic ground uh, during a match during the war with the air air uh, air raid warden looking up into the sky. Um, I guess it's easy to forget nowadays that uh, the, the the Great War would have affected everyone in London and in 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 the country at that time, and therefore Charlton would have been no ex- exception at that time. Absolutely, that that famous picture of the air raid warden. That's the Charlton the Arsenal game. Uh, yet there's only a few thousand people in the ground because of the war. Before the Second World War, that would have been 68,000, 70,000 people there because a lot of people would have been away serving in, in the armed forces or they would have been working in um, the munitions factories. And it's easy to forget now that the whole south side of the river uh, from Charlton down to Woolwich was very industrial uh, and it was a prime target for the Luftwaffe, as no doubt Steve Honeysett will tell you when he does the Blitzwalk. Uh, and the, the covered end's roof was itself bombed. And you can see in some of the post-war photos, there's still a hole in the roof where they haven't repaired it. Um, mm. And the First World War equally had a huge impact on all of society. And, you know, Clive Harris would argue that it's the most, has had more impact on, on society than any other war, uh, especially, certainly, certainly modern war in terms of the changes in society and the changes in demographics and, and he's going to talk about that. And you mentioned, of course, the new memorial to Jeff Reynolds as well. And you say you're you're going to to to, to give a talk on him. How in, how interesting was it researching his past and his history? Because obviously, before before this week, you 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 said you described him as a, a forgotten war hero. He was up to a couple of years ago. We'd never heard of him. And I, the museum were lucky enough to get a lot of Colin Cameron, the, the club's uh, late statistician's papers, and I was sorting through these papers, and there was a list of players that he'd drawn up for different publications elsewhere, of players who died in the Second World War, and there was this name, Jeff Reynolds, in the brackets, Colin the Cholton player, and we'd never heard of him, he wasn't in the Valiant 500, so then it became a bit of a... Uh, a chase to find out who was this player, where was he, why do we not know anything about him? And luckily, through um, 
historic records through Torquay Football Club because he went to play for Torquay for a while. He also played for York City and they both these clubs knew more about him than we did. So that was really useful. But also in our own records, when we actually started looking, we found his index card um, before computers, you know, people's records were kept on small cards, you know, five by three inches and all the details and addresses and their wages. And we've got hundreds of these cards for players going back to the 19, uh, 1920s up until about the 1980s when I presume. We're, and one of these is for Jeff Reynolds. And it's a, some of those images I actually use in the presentation I'm going to be doing on Tuesday night at the White Swan. So obviously it's going to be a, a really interesting historical um, evening uh, event for for Charlton fans. Um, so if people do want to come, you say it's free. Do they need to sign up, or can they can they just turn up on Tuesday? People can just turn up. We'd have to know if people can let us know they're coming. Just gives us an idea of how many people are turning up. But uh, it's free. You can just turn up uh, either at the I said either at the the dedication, which is six o'clock at the Valley, or you can come on the War Walk, which is six fifteen from the Valley, or you can just turn up at the at the White Swan. Um, which is should be starting about seven forty-five. But you can come on all or any of those as, as you as you choose, whichever ones you fancy doing. It's all free. We will be passing the, the hat around so people think it's worthwhile and it's been useful. Then all that money goes back into help fund the museum, which, as you know, it's an independent museum. We're not we don't get any funding from the club, and all the money we do get we generate ourselves. So it is always appreciated. So there we go, Ben Hayes from the Charlton Athletic Museum there. Um, the, the event uh, is going to be here at the Valley and in Charlton Village on, on Tuesday evening. Um, that is the, uh, the the boys from the village, the history of Charlton Athletic at War. Ben Hayes uh, is, is going to be there, uh, as is Clive Harris and, and, and another notable historian. So if you're into that sort of stuff, uh, I imagine it'll be really interesting. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you, make sure you come along. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Right, Cliff Scales uh, has tweeted in, brilliant result yesterday looking forward to Saturday against Stoke their squad is worth £115 million to ours which is worth £5.5 million. it just shows what we're up against this season but with Bayer, Jacko and Gallen we will prove these bookies wrong yeah so it's, it's interesting to see those valuations going round of the squad I, I imagine they probably come from like the transfer market website so I mean how, how you actually decide how much someone is worth someone is only worth how much they're, they're willing to pay for it but of course you know it's a gauge and it shows that there is a huge difference in between our squad and, and some of the squads that are in this division um i mean we've only got a couple of minutes left so we won't go too much into a new topic but just talking about you know staying up this season it's always it's still going to be a long shot i mean like i say once even after we've got 110 points i mean i mean that would that would have proved the book is wrong but if we if yeah if if we stay up this season i mean that'll be a great result and it's not going to be easy but the championship is a division where anyone can beat anyone on their day, and we're hopefully. I mean, it's, it's only Blackburn Rovers yesterday, and, and and someone mentioned earlier on the tweets. I mean, they did look a good side in terms of possession, and there was a clear difference between what you get in League One and what you get in the championship yesterday. But we saw, you know, we've adjusted to an extent. It's one game in. Let's not get carried away. But we we made it work for us, Nate. Yeah, uh, we alluded to it on Thursday, saying the um, the home form is going to be key this year uh, if we can get a good home record and try and nick something away from home we're not going to win as many games um but yeah it's it's, it's i mean in terms of the squad 
in terms of the valuations and that. Yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11. And like Tom said earlier, it's it's a league where anyone can beat anyone. You look at Leeds last year, they started fantastic and then they tailed off. So anything's possible with this league. But I'm I'm confident that we're, we'll stay up and that's before we announce all of these amazing signings by Thursday. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, if you look at, for example, the statistics from yesterday's game, and like you say, you know, obviously we, we've given up position. When it's a home game next week, Tom, and obviously we'll preview this more more thoroughly on Thursday evening, we are going to probably play a different style. So that's yeah. again, we, it's going to be interesting to see how we adapt next week. Yeah, and especially because we can't adapt too much in terms of personnel. You'd hope an EK might be back, but you don't want to rush him back either. So, yeah, it is going to be a different style. Um, probably going to try and take the game a little bit more to the opposition you would hope try and retain the ball a little bit better um, hopefully there'll be quite a good crowd down here as well um, obviously first proper league game back since that that night against Doncaster so yeah it's going to be different and these first four or five weeks really it's just about testing the water of this new league and seeing what we're up against because we say all this and we talk about the bookies and we talk about the budget and everything else but actually if we start to play a few more games and realize that we can compete because yes, possession was different yesterday, but we competed and we beat them fair and square. Then, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, middle of the table, maybe that's not such an impossible task. Right, well, there we go. We've run out of time on uh, this evening's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you who have uh, listened live or via the podcast. Thanks to those of you who have emailed uh, or tweeted in or put a message on the message board as well. Uh, us three are off for a, a few cans of uh, Aldi cider, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, so, must yeah. come in plastic bottles, yeah, surely. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get ourselves some of that. Um, Tom and Nate, thanks for coming in. Much love. Right. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here on Thursday night with a big match preview ahead of next week's home game uh, with Stoke. We look forward to uh, speaking to you then as we uh, start to enjoy the the rest of our 110 point season here in the championship we'll see you on thursday when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.